You're listening to the Northfield Podcast with your host, Caleb Gordon, and we are tackling issues of family, faith, and culture, all from a biblical worldview. Sit back, buckle up, and let's go. Find out more at calebgordon.org. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Northfield Podcast. I am your host, Caleb Gordon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be a part of the program today. As always, want to say thanks to our friends at Outpost Coffee for providing us with incredible caffeinated beverages. You do not want to miss out on this. Check these guys out at outpostcoffeeco.com. Man, uh, it's it's no secret that the world is on fire and that things are insane with the things that are happening in the world today. And I'm telling you, we need leadership. We need leadership worse now than we did 20 years ago. Like We need genuine, solid leadership that is going to lead us in a positive, Christ-honoring, conservative direction. The way certain things took place over the last just couple of years with the encroachment in, in when it comes to our constitutional rights on a state level. I mean, I feel like our constitutional rights were infringed upon on a massive level. And... I, I want to pick this next guy's brain that I'm going to have on the show. Uh, his name is Mark Sherwood. He is running for governor here in the state of Oklahoma. And so I just want to just see where he stands on some certain issues, and, and I want to find out where he's at and uh, let him let him talk to us about what he believes, what his plans are for the state of Oklahoma, and, and see what happens. So looking forward to having a conversation with Mr. Mark Sherwood. Welcome to the Northfield Podcast, Mr. Mark Sherwood. How you doing, sir? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. It's good to talk with you. Man, great to talk to you as well. Um, how, how's your travels around the state? <laughs> they are many and often. <laughs> uh, many, many miles, uh, many, many hours in the car, and I've got to give my wife uh, kudos and shout out because she does a ton of the driving, and she's uh, my best friend, my team, Oh, my fantastic. Pal, I, I call her my, uh, not my spare rib, but my, my prime rib. Your prime rib. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, are you? Uh, so, it's just the two of you driving around. Or you got a team that goes with you, or how's that work? Yeah, generally, uh, my wife and I will drive ourselves, and then we have a team that meets us at various locations. Nice, very cool. Um, so, I, I just wanted to jump in here and just a- ask some questions and sort of kind of pick your brain on on you're running for governor here in the state of Oklahoma, and just wanted to pick your brain about some of the things that you want to want to see happen here in the state and, and your thoughts on on certain different different topics so i guess we'll jump in um it is a faith-based christian podcast and so i, I wanted to yeah. just ask you how did jesus get a hold of you so we'll start there how did jesus get a hold of you yeah that's the best question anybody can ask me ever i was saved when i was eight years old um you know and, and during those time i was raised in church caleb um and i heard the messages man i listened to the songs i was there but it it, it did not resonate with me until, mm. you know, Holy Spirit began to speak to me and, and show me at an early age at eight what sin was and that I couldn't avoid doing it on my own. Right. Oh, and man. there's a penalty for that being eternal separation from God and, and in a place called hell. Mm. And that's what I knew. And I realized at that point through God showing me that Jesus died for me and that Come he on. didn't just die for my sins, but he rose again to show the world and all of us that sin didn't have to hold him down. It doesn't have to hold us back either. And so just simply as a, as a young boy, I realized the simple gospel message and eight years old, I absolutely surrendered my life to Jesus because 
it, it wasn't just a lip service. It was a heart transformation. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, no matter how many times I try to, you know, do it my way, he still comes running and has arms open to, to welcome me back. So it's been a wonderful, glorious relationship. Awesome. Love it. Love it. Thanks for, for sharing that testimony with us. Um, one of the, I'll switch gears a little bit here, man. I just feel like this last couple of years, obviously in nationwide, we've had constitutional issues, but man, here in this, even in our own local state, um, uh, when it came to, you know, the COVID restrictions and wearing masks and doing this, shutting down this and doing that, I just, I feel like some of the, some of the things that happened here in the state were just, um, just shady. I'll use that word. I'll use shady. Uh, and what i mean what would you have done had you been governor and all this stuff would have happened where would you have landed us what would you have done well first you nailed something immediately you mentioned uh constitution and most of our politicians do not know the constitution they they swear to protect something and and honor it but they don't know it so you can't it's like saying you you you're going to honor god but you don't know him Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's the same Come principle. On. And, yep. and on top in Oklahoma, we've got politicians who don't know the Constitution. And then we got politicians who claim to be a Christian. You know, they don't know the Bible. They don't know God's yeah. word. So it's yep. a double whammy in our in our proverbial red state. Oh, and no because doubt. of that, we have tons and tons of hypocrisy, dishonesty, flat out lies and manipulation. Um, first, with those mandates, lockdowns, that would have never happened, Caleb, had I been governor. Mm. We we can't do that. That's a clear violation of our First Amendment. Just that one part about the ability to peaceably assemble. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is no way that I would have, and I don't care who said, there's no way that I could have violated my oath by telling people to lock down and not meet together. Specifically, you know, churches, businesses. Caleb, there were people that were deemed essential and non-essential. Uh-huh. In my book, in my eyes, every human being is valuable in the eyes of God. No one is non-essential. We're all essential. And so those things simply would not have happened. And I think along the lines of the Constitution, um, our current administration, I'm not talking about just executives. I'm talking about legislators. Yeah. Um, they don't understand the Tenth Amendment, which means the states— and the people retain the power unless those specifically enumerated powers are given over to the federal government. And we, we haven't done that. So we, the states, we, the people, are bigger, louder, more powerful than the federal government. And that was the founding father's intent. Yep. And, and yet we somehow lost sight of that. And it, look, it's been all of our own faults because we've, we've allowed ourselves to become somewhat codependent and even dependent upon the federal government and oh, man, no we've doubt. got to turn that around and under my administration uh and i can say this with full confidence we would have never done that and under my coming administration we will never do that it will never happen again in oklahoma absolutely wonderful love love hearing that because man well, that was one of the craziest things in the world when we had to shut the doors of the churches and i was like why, why are we doing this the one time we need the churches to be open would be during this season and i just man it just blew my mind so yeah, and I, I saw that it was it was shocking to me, you know. I and that was part of our frustration, Caleb. My wife and I were like looking at each other and straight up, man, we said, This is not of God. This is driven by fear and fear is the native language of the enemy. That's right. And we 100%. just like this is not right and we're not gonna do this. And we didn't do it at all. We didn't do it in our in our 
practice. We didn't encourage our patients to do it. And we were standing firm. We always have. And, and to me, it's not hard. You know, it's not hard when you know what's right. Just do it. That's right. So you said something earlier in our conversation. You said that all lives seem to, to or you say that all lives have, have value and are, are essential. Yeah. Um, would you cons- our preborn neighbors, um, those that are in, in the womb, um, would you consider those um, lives essential as well? Yeah, so life begins in God before it's even conceived on earth, as evidenced by Jeremiah 1 5. Come on. You know, I knew you before you were created in the womb, and by Jesus being with God in the beginning, you know, he, he can't say all of a sudden he became a, a, a non viable fetus for a while inside of Mary, and then all of a sudden became a viable life form once he got a heartbeat. Come that, on. that would invalidate the whole uh, gospel message, and it denies, denies Christ, period. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I am a product of. A situation where, you know, I was uh, conceived under a situation where my birth mother, I'm adopted, was mm-hmm. 16, and goes to a party, you know, and either gets drunk and passes out or whatever. I got to meet her and before she died and hear her story, but, you know, she was impregnated by a 19-year-old man and didn't remember the encounter, and we all know what that is. And so, you know, um, they gave me a chance at life, and uh, I'm grateful. No life's a mistake, Caleb. That's I, right. Look, I get, I'm not a lady, but I've heard people talk about, well, um, what about rape and incest? Well, what about it? it, it even the, the, the whole concept of conception, whether conceived under ill circumstances or non-desirable circumstances, is still a gift and a, and a gift from, uh, from God Almighty. And so, uh, I just interestingly enough, I just got off the phone earlier today with a lady and a man uh, who the lady had survived abortion mm. at a three-month attempt. And wow. now her whole story is to go around and talk about, hey, I'm a life too, you know. And so just we have got to stop abortion. That's right. And, and I mean what I'm saying right now. We will stop abortion within my first 30 days of office and quit mucking around with these well-titled bills mm-hmm. that don't do what they say. And to this end, and I want people to really understand this, the GOP platform of Oklahoma, and I think it's on page three, and it's there. Now, it's on my website, Sherwood 2022. You can go right there and see GOP platform. These are what these people that are in office promise to do. But it says, abortion is contrary to the Word of God, and we believe that all preborn lives are should be protected, and abortion is murder and should be treated the same way in state laws. Says that. Wow, Caleb, we don't do that. We no, don't do we that. Don't. And, and I've been traveling around making people aware of. You know, we use the term rhinos, whatever. But mm-hmm. the bottom line is, it doesn't matter if you're a Republican, Democrat. If you go out there and lie to the American people. And, and you swear to do something, you don't do it intentionally after being reminded of it, man, that's the worst kind of evil. Yep. And and so we are not, I'm not, I ain't going to this to, uh, to make friends. I want this to honor God. And I'm going to, and we're going to see the abortion end, and it's going to be a felony, and it's going to be murder with clear penalties, and we're going to communicate that to the citizens of Oklahoma. That's what they want. That's what they want to do. Uh, we do not wait on Roe v. Wade. That is an opinion, not a law. Uh, Come so on. people need to understand That's that. Right. 
we are not disobeying laws. We're, di- we're obeying the Constitution. And even if we were given an ungodly, unconstitutional law, Caleb, it's our job to defy that law. That's right. 100%. Absolutely. Love this. Um, that, that right there. So, I mean, you're, you want to abolish this stuff. You want to, you want to destroy it. All right. I love it. That is, that is where I stand. We need to abolish abortion. We don't need to regulate it. We need to abolish it. No, Um, no, it's a, that's a cop out, man. These, these politicians are playing games with people because they're, they're trying to maintain donations and money from each side. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what that is. It's just nothing more than a political pandering game. And we need uh, we don't need politicians anymore. We need statesmen and stateswomen, and and just like our founding fathers, we're at that seventeen seventy five moment yeah, today. I and, agree. Um, we've got a you know an opportunity to put our name on a on a document. It's not the Declaration of Independence, but in the form it is. Yeah. And uh, we're praying for for millions around Oklahoma to have the courage to stand up and do that, and uh, literally shock the world. By putting people in office that honor God first. That's what we need. When we do that, boy, the attention of the whole world is going to be on Oklahoma, and we're going to broadcast God's grace. Can you imagine how amazing the glory that would be? Bring to Him in that. Come on, I agree, hundred um, percent. I, I find it interesting that we in our school systems, um, like here in town, I'm in Bartlesville, and yeah. and our you know the administration in our school system says oh critical race theory isn't being taught in the school system yet my son comes home with a book and it the word critical race theory isn't being used in the book but the the tone is very much throughout the book and it's required reading for for a junior in high school in an english class and i i just what are your stances on the on critical race theory and, and the the marxist agenda to try to brainwash our kids well not only does it have no place in school it has no place in our country yeah. uh, my position is any school that just does that and there's laws out there that say you can't they got no teeth and i'm like enforce the law they need to have their money pulled from them their funding pulled and the students i hope get pulled by the parents and I want to create an alternative education system mm-hmm. that is, again, the GOP stance. The GOP stance that we should be displaying the Ten Commandments. We don't do this. Yep. But they don't honor that either. Yep. That's on that same. I encourage people to read that document that we all swore to do, right? And so we need laws with teeth. I foresee the uh, alternative education facilities coming up where there is um, Christian-based education Come on. in uh, churches and buildings and that you know, churches are typically empty yeah. many, many days a week, and I, I've got to ask why. And I, I hope that um, pastors out there would listen to God's direction. That building is fertile ground for the teaching of young people, and I believe that that parents would gravitate there. They'd pay for it because God will provide for that. Yes, and teachers would gravitate that way, and and I think we would literally bring competition, and competition breeds excellence. Right. Yes. And absolutely. If it doesn't breed excellence. They will. They will either bring up their game or their game will be gone. That's right. And either way, school is about teaching kids how to, you know, function in life, to be productive adults, to pay your bills, to show up to work on time, to be respectful, to to become business owners, to become um, yeah. productive members of society, to be good men, women, husbands, wives, you know, brothers and sisters. It's it's about that. This whole thing about race, sex. Um, that's not got a place in school. That's in the home, right? And and we have to have our our 
system and structure back under that idea because we're losing a generation right now. And I'm super concerned that people are just in Oklahoma. We're so darn nice. Yeah. We're like, turn the other cheek. We just want to be left alone. But yep. there's a time for peace. There's a time for war. I read that in the greatest book of all time, the Bible. <laughs> right? Amen. And so Amen. It's, it's not a time to be nice anymore. It's a time to step up and take back that which was stolen from us. Yeah, I agree. Um, what, I think it's interesting. We found out this uh, just yesterday that um, the Gideons were contacted after the school board election. The Gideons were contacted by the um, school leadership or the, the administration and told, hey, you can't bring Bibles into the school. The, the Gideons didn't do anything with them other than just make them available. They didn't go try to proselytize. They didn't try to evangelize. No. They just left them there for students to, to have access to. But yet they want to shut that down, but yet they want to have um, the, a, a transgender LGBTQ club where we can have conversations and have teachers and, and students interact and talk about this kind of stuff. Man, I, I just, it, my head almost exploded. And I just was like, what are we doing? Um, yeah, and, and we need to think about, you know, true our, uh, you know, our, not just secondary education, but our, our university education. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State University recently had a uh, sort of a transgender day for, for kids, right? Yeah. And that's not okay. And then you look at Oklahoma University, they've got a, a world renowned, a nation renowned SCL, CRT, you know, diversity inclusion program. And they lead the way. And it's right here in our state. Yeah. And, and it's, it's so sad that we claim to be a red state, but I think that's just propaganda anymore. We, we are not, if we call ourselves a bi- the, the, the buckle of the Bible Belt, yeah. I would submit that the, the, the buckle is getting super rusty. <laughs> and the belt is got cracks in it because yeah. it's not working. Yeah, you know, absolutely. We need God's people to stand up and uh, get involved. I agree 100%. And it, and it takes grassroots like you're, you're doing. Um, okay, so if somebody wants to find out more about you, Mark, how do, how, do they, how do they get a hold of you? How do they find information about you? Well, they're going to listen to your podcast, of course. <laughs> 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 uh, but uh, no, they go to Sherwood2022.com. And there, all of our platform is there. We we have nothing to hide. We have everything to show. So we put all of our issues there. Yeah. The ones we talked about are clearly there and more. Uh, there is an app that you can download that will pop up as a download on that site. But you can go there and it's Sherwood 2022. I am asking people, Caleb, to download that app. Share it. You know, um, you share it. Everybody share that app because. That app has everything that we stand for, everything we are, and I'm asking people to pray for us. Yeah, you know, put it on your phone. See our, you know, I don't have a smiling face on on there because it's a serious <laughs> thing. But, but I, we, you know, in a serious moment, I ask people for their sincere prayers and commitment to do that, and also use that app as a tool to vet other candidates for yeah. representatives, for senators, for uh, commissioners, for school board. That the issues are they're asking the questions because most people won't put their stances out there publicly like that because they they know it's a it's a promise right yeah and yep. so the third thing if people are supposed to get involved and give you need to because um, this is a this this is good ground mm-hmm. I say that because it's God's ground and and look it's not about me and it's not about my wife this is about us man yeah. we are at a place in time we cannot 
we cannot play games anymore. Yeah, we you're right. need to bond together and get involved. And when we do, we will do something that no one said could be done. Yeah, okay, but we went from who are you guys? We've never heard of you to try to ignore you to now everybody knows who we are. Yeah, and they're like, oh my goodness, they are for real, and we are creating and generating a rally of troops around this state and around this nation. And we feel so privileged to be a part of that because it's all of us together. And uh, I don't think we're going to be stopped. I think it's going to be amazing. God's hands upon us. His anointing is upon us and we will acknowledge him. Every time I get up and talk, most people verify this. I'm going to publicly acknowledge Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and savior. Come on. And I don't really care what anybody thinks because I'm not going to deny Christ. Amen. And we shouldn't. We shouldn't. And one no. of the things one of the things I saw uh, when I first really saw who you were, um, my dear friend Everett, Dr. Everett Piper, um, he, you guys did an event together. And so when I saw you guys doing something together, I was like, I knew if Dr. Piper liked this guy, man, I, I, I'm, I'm on board. And so, um, uh, yeah. Dr. Piper's awesome. That guy's a fireball, and he, he has some courage. And that's the kind of person's, that I'm going to surround myself with. Dr. Piper knows more about education than I know. Yeah, he and does. You defer to excellence. And to me, that's good leadership. And that's what God has uh, gifted us with, with wisdom. Absolutely. It's wonderful. Well, hey, Mark, I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to to just talk to us today on the podcast. And, and we're going to get this out to the world to hear here in just a little bit. So um, do you have anything else that you may, if you could, if you could share with the world that you want to, you want to let people know about what's going on. What do you want to say? So I want people to begin to have vision once again. People have began to be bombarded with this idea of hopelessness mm-hmm. and fearfulness. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not God. God is about hopefulness, fearlessness. And when you get to where we trust him, even though Man, things are unpredictable, they're uncertain, there is wars of rumors of wars, etc. Mm-hmm. Terror on every side. Live in a hopeful and fearless manner. Yeah. And when you do, you're able to see things, you're able to have a vision. And I want people to paint this vision of Oklahoma in your minds and your hearts right now. Think about Oklahoma as being a beacon of hope, like a lighthouse for the whole world. A state where we are independent in all ways, yeah. agriculturally, economically, and energy. A state that has no abortion, where God's hand is so blessed on there that everybody that comes here and lives, everything they touch and everything they put their hand to prospers and they're protected. Hmm. Where businesses come here because they want to come here, and we don't have to use taxpayer money to incentivize them to be here, yeah. where the voices of the people are so loud, they're so big, and they're so confident and so bold that there's a synergy between the governor, the legislatures, the, even the judiciary, that is so resonant that the whole world's eyes are on Oklahoma, and then we in turn, as a whole, as a people, Give God the glory. And that's the vision I want people to get. Amen, amen, amen. Man, I love hearing that. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of the, out of your schedule to, to just talk to us and, and just share your heart and your plan and your goals. And I you've, you've convinced me. I'm in. <laughs> so um, 
I, I appreciate you being here. Oh, Caleb, my pleasure. Anytime, man. Love to come back sometime. You betcha. We'll do it for sure. Diversified Systems Resources is a technology company based in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, that's been in business for 39 years. Are you looking for a stable employer, clean office environment, fun teammates, and a day that is always new and exciting? Then email us your resume today at dsrjobs at dsrglobal.com. DSR, we deliver technology.